0: Uh, give him praise. Lift up your voice. Yes! You guys can be seated. Greet the person next to you. Tell them what's up. Tell them hello. I like what you did with your mustache. Whatever you need to tell them. Good to see you. Yeah. You are worthy, Lord. You're so good. Yeah. Just tell him hi. If you guys want to fill in those seats, fill them in. God is so good. God is so good. There's something that happens when you let God know that He's good. He starts to fill this place as we fill. The room with our voices, he fills this our hearts in this place with his presence. And there's moments where we couldn't get free any other time that God can free us in praise. And I was talking this morning, even in Acts chapter 16, about Paul and Silas, two missionaries on their journey in their secret place. They had a secret church in the dark dungeon, and that what they couldn't do was get free from their shackles. But what they could do was not. They couldn't shut them up. So they used what they could... A lot of times we get so caught up in what we can't do, but Paul and Silas used what they could, which was their voices, and they lifted up to God so that God could set them free. And that's what worship does to us many times. We give God what we can't, and we use what we can, and God does the rest. And we that's what we want to do in worship every time we step foot in this place. Amen? Ooh, that's good. Let me, I'm going to say that. Amen? All right. All right. All right. I, if you are new here, my name is John. So glad to have you guys and so good to see you guys back from college and just different people in this place. Just just so glad. And I, I'm just... It's so excited for Secret Church, and this is how the circle thing all began, where we were just praying, God, we believe that there's churches all across the world that are worshiping you, and we just want to be involved in the simplest form of worship today. And if you got uh, your—make sure you get one of these going in or going out. It just tells you what's coming up. Also, I put an uh, update of our consultation. We did a consultation uh, a couple months back, and I'm updating you guys of just the things that are moving forward but uh today i just want to i just want to tell you about some opportunities that we have today and it's it's in the area of of giving i call it together we can move mountains and during this time of thanksgiving and this time of christmas this time of really focusing on uh, on getting and i want us to focus on giving and just being generous to the people around us we have this thing if you look back there there's a bunch of envelopes it's counted from one to 192 Right. And I want you guys to prayerfully think uh, of of giving just uh, additional this Christmas time. And what we're doing is we're going to accomplish some things. And every envelope means that's the amount of money that you are wanting to give out. And there's uh, from you can give one dollar to 192 just take one envelope and and just more than anything i just want you to be obedient to god and what we're doing with the, the funds coming in through the one to 192 envelopes is that we want to hire we want to hire an individual uh, coming this um coming this uh, following year in 2019 give god praise because we believe that God has called us to this city in Thornton to light up our city with the tangible love of Jesus spiritually, socially, and physically. And we want to double our efforts uh, this coming year in in the outreach department. We want to double bigger tables. And I know a lot of you guys have done bigger tables. If you don't know what bigger tables is, is that we give... Uh, uh, um, a couple or a couple people, uh, a basket full of ways to reach your neighbors right next to you. And it's just like, it could be a s'mores box. It could be a box for dinner. And it just it just lays out everything that you need to do to get it done. And I was at Mark and Julie's the uh, 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 two weeks ago and they just put a picnic table in front of their yard. They painted it turquoise and they said, we're having coffee and donuts for the neighbors. And it was on a snowy day or rainy day. And I was like, this is going to fail. That's what I thought in my head. I was like, oh, my goodness. Who's going to come on a rainy day? Is this already going to be bad? And, and then they're like, we're going to do it anyway. And by the end of that day, there was like 30 neighbors and their kids surrounding this table just having conversation. Yeah, give God praise, right? Sometimes we got to take a step of faith to see what God wants to do in us, and it might not always look like victory. But we do what we can with what we have, and not what we if we don't have. We don't focus on what we don't have, right? If we if it's our, uh, if it's painting a picnic table turquoise and putting on your front yard, do that right? If it's having a coffee with your neighbors and having a coffee meeting, do that. If it's dinner, do that. But we are called to love our neighbors, and that is not just something ideally, because a lot of times in Christianity, we understand it here, but when Jesus said, love your neighbors, he was like, love your actual neighbors. Love Stan across the street. Not the understanding of Stan. Oh, oh, I'm loving my neighbors at work. No, he's like, love your actual neighbors. So what we're doing with bigger tables, we want to double the efforts, and we want to double the amount of baskets we give out, uh, starting a next year, and we want to see if we can love our city, love Thornton, and love the areas that we live in, love the neighborhoods we live in, because that's the actual calling of Jesus, not to love your neighbor's theoretically but love your neighbors actually and so that's what we're doing with bigger tables and we want to double down on our outreaches in 2019 and we want to double down on giving to missions in 2019 and so i want you guys to participate in that grab any envelope up there that you you want to be led but before you grab one just ask god god how, how would you like me to give? I don't care the amount, big or small. That's, that's on you and God. But I pray for an obedient heart more than anything else. And that's, and, and that's just what we're doing. And, and if we fulfill this, I, I believe we can push the vision of what God has for us to light up our city with the tangible love of Jesus. And that's our goal moving forward. Amen? We're going to pray, and and this is your normal giving here, and the guys are going to pass out the baskets, and then we're going to move and continue. But after service, please uh, take an envelope and be involved, and and if you need to take two envelopes, go for it. Do what you need to do. I'm going to get my kids involved because we're all a part of the church of Jesus, and we're a part of the mission moving forward. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for our leadership. I thank you, Lord God, for those who are willing to take one step with what they have, Lord God. One step with what they believe, Lord God, that is your vision for this church. And they want to take part in it from children to adults, Lord God. But I pray, I just thank you for the generosity. And during this time, if they are going to give, let them give with vision, Lord God, to, uh, to, with Hill City Church to the city of Thornton, Lord God. That we would love this city and we would light up thorn with the love of Jesus, Lord God. And let that be our goal, Lord God, moving forward, Lord God. And empower these people, Lord God. Not just some of the people who talk on the mic, but everyone in this room. Empower us to be your hands, your feet, and your mouthpiece of love, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. They're going to pass out those, uh, those baskets. And thank you for your generosity. But at this time, I'm uh, I'm just so delighted. And if you look in your little programs here, it says there is a we have a missionary in today that are, is going to speak to us for Secret Church, which is just perfect. And he is a missionary that uh, is uh, is, uh, is planting churches, uh, started a ministry with orphans, starting schools, and then he gave me a whole list of other things that they're doing. And I'm like, oh, I want to do those things right here. In, in the United States and I want to learn how to do those things, but we want to participate with our brothers and sisters who are reaching many across the world. And uh how many churches have you opened up uh you guys opened up as an organization so far? Eight over eight thousand churches have been opened up under this ministry of global call. Hey, give God praise eight thousand churches, right? And I was sitting down with him, and he was like, I was like, sometimes we start small. And he says, I started one church with one 16-year-old. And I was like, oh, man. And he's like, that 16-year-old church became hundreds of people that God used for the glory of God and the good of their city and good of their place. And so God can use every individual in here. You might count yourself out, but there's no one counted out if you're in the hands of God and you're willing to allow God to do whatever he wants. So if it is my pleasure to uh, invite Pastor Eliu, Missionary Eliu up to speak to our family today.
1: Uh, I, have, I have met him just one time and uh, I loved him and actually he was uh, part of what we were doing in Ethiopia in Africa uh, years back and uh, he also visited Ethiopia several times and uh, he knows what what I mean uh, when I speak here um, my name is Alayu Kabeda good morning actually church <laughs> Uh, my name is Alayu, and um, I, I do have one wife, you know, African, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Afri- African Africans, uh, they don't have a, a complexity of having two and three, four wives be, uh, before they come to know the Lord, and uh, that is the challenge for us to resolve after they came to the church. So... I mean, I, I came to know the Lord while I was 12 years old and I have started my first church while I was 12 years old. And uh, for the last 25 years, I have been in ministry. In ministry, in church planting. And we have planted 8,234 churches in the last 25 years. And one2 million people gave their life to the Lord. And, uh, I mean, church planting is the hardest work in the world that that you could do. It's very hard. It's a privilege that is given. It is a mandate that is given from God to every child of his. But it is a challenge. Especially when you have a persecuted church. You can see the challenge. I had been passing in persecution. I had been in prison. My wife had been in chains for preaching the gospel. And her legs were bleeding for nine days. Because of the chains. I mean, I'm I'm here today because of his amazing grace. During communism, we, had, we have passed through 17 years of communism. I mean, you can see how God's amazing grace is in your life. You have to see that. I mean, there is an amazing grace and mercy every single day in your life. During those 17 years, I want to tell you that there was a sacred church in Ethiopia. We went underground, one million Christians in the whole nation. One million Christians in the whole nation. We went underground. We had no church. All churches were taken by the communists. We had no single church. Even you cannot meet three people in your home. You cannot carry your Bible. I, I, I want to tell you that you have to praise God today for the freedom that you have got in this nation. 17 years, I had been in prison. 17 years, we had been in, 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 in a secret underground church. We had never had a meeting. We had never had a meeting for 17 years. We had never had a Bible. All Bibles were collected and burned. All leaders were imprisoned and killed or migrated to America or Europe. So we had been in that challenge. And uh, I mean, they, they know, the communist leaders know that we evangelize our community. And they they sometimes caught us. They caught me while I was 16 years old. They caught me and took me to their office. And they took their gun. And they asked me to choose either their gun or Jesus. I choose Jesus. That's why I'm, I'm here today. If I denied him at that time. I would not, never been a church planter. I stood for my faith while I was 16 years old. I want to tell the young guys here, you can plant a church while you are 12 years old, 10 years old. You can have the church. You can have a ministry. You can have a life that serves the Lord. And then they throw me to the the prison, the jail, and I, I was there for three months. No Bibles. That's why we pastors say, memorize the word of God. Memorize the word of God. I mean, you don't know what happens in the future. Memorize the word of God. Because we had no chance to read our Bible in a group, sometimes we write some verses in our body and go to the jungle, the forest, to share to our friends. That's, that I mean, that's one of the challenges. They burn your Bible. They stood on your Bible on their foot and tell you that your Bible is worthless. That's the sacred church. I mean, it's not a long story. I mean, it is a story that happened until 1992. It's not a long story. 25 years ago. We have got our freedom in 1992 as a nation. And we came out 5 million Christians from the ground. We went 1 million. We came out 5 million. I I want to tell you that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. When your blood shed for, for your neighbors, for, for, for your nation, for the gospel, that bears fruit. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. In 1992, we came out five million Christians. Today, today, after 20 something years, how many? Uh, 26, 24, 26 years. We are 22 million today. The fastest growing religion in, in Africa, in the world. I mean, I mean, the, the, the price you pay for the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is such amazing. Have my my mom and my sister killed the same day for the gospel. They were killed. They threw a bomb when they were praying. They threw a bomb for the whole family, and my wife, my my mom and my sister died, and two of my brothers were wounded. I mean, the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have to pay the ultimate sacrifice to get to heaven. You have to pay the ultimate... I mean, it's, it's my, in America, I'm, I have lived here three years. Even though I uh, travel a lot to Africa to plant churches. That, I mean, there, there is persecution here. There is persecution here. I mean, you can see every... Every, I mean, we can say every month we see something happen in, in this nation. 20 people, 11 people, I mean, so many people are dying every week. There is suffering, there is ultimate there is, there is sacrifice even here in a country where freedom is proclaimed. The only hope, I mean, you can see my mom is killed, my sister is killed, my two brothers were wounded. Still today, I'm preaching the gospel. We preach the gospel. Nothing, nothing will hinder us. Nothing will be against us. I mean, everything actually be determined in three things. As a Christian. One. The great commandment. We leave the, grand, the great commandment. What is the great commandment? I mean, you have said it. Love God. Wholeheartedly. In your mind. In your heart. Love God. And love your neighbors as yourself. That is the challenge. We knew someone killed our, 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 my sister and my mom. We knew our brothers were wounded by someone. And they were caught by the, the government, the police. But we went to the prison to love, to love on them. I mean, that is the hard part of life. Someone hurt you. You have cried a lot. I mean, still I'm crying for, for that heaven. But I have, to go, I have to go to love on them. Preach the gospel to them. I I went to the prison to meet the killer of my mom and my sister. We have to love our neighbors. We, we are just ask a simple question from God. Love God. I mean that is that is the main thing. that's, that's one thing that you have to do. As a Christian, love your God. Everything actually is determined with your intimacy with the Lord. The intimacy that you have with the Lord, the love that you have with the Lord determines your life perspective. Love God and love your neighbors. As as Christians, I want to remind you that we have commitments. For committed Christians, we have five things that we have to do. One, worship. I mean, we have to worship God. He loved us unconditionally. He gave himself unconditionally. And we have to worship him unconditionally. Someone said, if Christians are not worshiping him today, they are not ready to heaven. I mean, that's just a thought. If they are not worshipping him today unconditionally, they are not ready for heaven. Because heaven is full of worship. There is no any condition in heaven. Even you, you don't have that mind of in what condition I, I, can, I can worship him. You, you don't have that mind in heaven. So we have to worship him as Christians. Our commitment is. As a committed Christians. We have to worship him. Whatever it costs. We have to glorify him. For who he is. The second one is. I want to go very fast. The second one is. Prayer. As Christians. We have to pray. Prayers. Opens your day. I mean your day. If you don't open your day. With prayers. You may struggle. It's not a principle. But you know. I mean we have to give our life. Every single day to God. I mean. This is actually. The time. For America. To seek God. Every single day. Don't you think that? I mean, it is a time that God has to intervene in every, every and single day in our lives. This, I mean, this is specific. We, we see a challenge every day. I, I mean, when I send my kids into school, I mean, every day I just trust God. Because, I mean, you don't know what is, what's going to happen in the schools every day. The only solution that we have is God's intervention in our life and in our family, in our nation. So prayer is opens your day, and it locks your night. I mean, uh, if you are not sleeping, you know you can you can make, try to do something, you know, to protect yourself. But if you are sleeping, you need to lock your night prayer locks your night you cannot do anything while you are sleeping so you have to lock with a strong the strong I mean wall is I mean that is God our strong wall is God so prayer locks our night so we have to pray I mean I mean the word of God says so many things about prayer and the third one is the word of God the word of God. I mean, what, what the communism leaders told us that, especially Lenin told us that, in 50 years, he said, in 50 years, I will see the Bible and Christianity dead and buried. And I will stand on its burial. I mean, they have destroyed it. They have tried everything to destroy this world. And they proclaim that it is going to be destroyed in 50 years. But the most published, the most published book in the world is the Bible. The most burned book in the world is the Bible. The most unreadable book is the Bible. Like, I mean, they told us that this is going to be destroyed, but the Word of God lives forever. It is a principle for our life. A philosopher, a philosopher, a philosopher in Geneva said, I will see Christians and the Bible be buried, and I will jump. their burial and for your surprise you his home is purchased by the geneva bible society and a printer i mean printing bibles i mean his home his home is a printing for bibles purchased by the geneva bible society this is our principle, life principle. And as a nation, you know, I mean, someone told me, I mean, you, you know many of your stories. When they establish America, you know the story. They, they have arguments for three days. They have argued and they could, couldn't come up with a good solution and constitution. And the leader by then said, go to your rooms. We cannot do anything in this situation. Go to your rooms and pray in your own religion. And they have been praying. And after, after the prayer, they come and they based their constitution on the Bible. The Bible is, I mean, a source of life. A direction for your life. A direction for your ministry. A direction for everything. So we have to read the Bible as Christians. This is our commitment. This is our our mandate. The first one is fellowship. I'm just telling you simple things that, you know, convicted me throughout the ministry in the last 25 years. Fellowship. Do you remember uh, the widow who lost her only son? She was a widow. She has lost her only son. And Jesus was in a little home. And uh, the crowd was, I mean, surrounding him. And they are not able to bring him down. I mean, bring him in. But some people brought him on the top of the roof and get him down to Jesus. As people, as human, there are so many things that we cannot carry by ourselves. We cannot carry everything. Someone would carry you Someone would help you to pass on. Someone would help you, I mean, carry you to get to Jesus. Someone. I mean, there were thousands of people trying to get into Jesus. But someone carried that dead body and he got the priority. Someone has to help you. You have to have a fellowship. You have to have a church. You have to have someone that can carry and love on you. If you don't love a church, I mean, I know, I know. Denver loves Broncos. I know well, but for me, Broncos will not take the priority on Sundays. I mean, I I cannot sell. This worship, I cannot sell this fellowship for something else. This is my priority. Worshipping Jesus, meeting people, loving on them. Don't miss church, brothers and sisters. Don't miss church. Church is the sweetest, the sweetest thing that we have in our life. Fellowship. Someone can carry you. the first one the fifth one is ministry i mean uh, you know we have a priority meeting jesus that is the priority loving on god that's our priority ministry will not take the priority ministry is i mean the last ministry i mean you do ministry if you lose the priority if you miss the priority that doesn't work. Ministry is at the last. You have to serve to grow. You have to minister to people to grow. You have to be involved in the church. Anything, anything, any gifting is so helpful for the church. Any gifting. This is this is this are our Five commitments and five demands as a church, and as an individual. So the great commitment, and the second one is the great commission. Making disciples. That makes disciples. I mean, that's what we do in Africa for the last 25 years, at least in my ministry. We don't just make disciples. We make disciples that make disciples. We plant a church that plant churches. We demand a church planter. We sent out a church planter to plant a church in a specific village. By the way, we have lost hundreds of church planters in the field. They were killed. We had, a—I mean, one time we had a crusade and we have conducted the crusade and we we went to our hotels, but the church planter went to his home And started to, you know, praise. And I mean, he he started to praise God for for what has happened the whole day. And uh, one of the ladies came to know the Lord the same day. And uh, she went home and said, I'm saved. She told to her husband, and I'm, I'm saved. I want to follow Jesus. Who told you that? That church planter, the crusade, and he took his gun and ran to our missionary while we were in the hotel. He went to his home. While he was praying, he shot him. here And dead. I mean, he was dead. And we have buried him. I mean, the next day. And his wife, his widow with four kids. You can imagine. That's why I say church planting is so hard. You cannot carry on this pace. We have to move the, fa- the whole family to somewhere. Because they, I mean, that, that guy was disappointed that his wife came to know the Lord. And he killed our church planter while we were in the city. And he was looking after us, but the government caught him. The police caught him. You know what happened? I mean, Christianity is such a joy. The woman, the widow, needs comfort. Needs somebody to love her. The first woman who loved her is the killer's wife. the killer's wife comforted her. She stayed the whole time, I mean, for a month with her. Christianity. You love Christianity. You give your life for something great. And that words I mean, so much. That's great commission. Making disciples. Going out. Planting churches. I mean, I don't, I don't want Everyone to go to other countries to be a missionary. You are a missionary for your Jerusalem. You're never. I mean, there are. So, I mean, in Denver, there are only five percent Christians. For your surprise, five percent born-again Christians in Denver. I mean, you can see there are big churches, but. We have 95% unborn-again people. So love your neighbors. The great commission. And the third one is the great concern. The great concern, you know, that uh, Jesus said in Matthew 25, I was hungry, you were not feeding me. I was in prison, you were not, you know, visiting me. That's a, a great the great concern. Every single of us have the mandate, and we are to share our life for our neighbor. You you, you might be missionaries abroad some some time, but we have to start in our in our in our in our neighbor. I want to show you a uh, three minutes two minutes video, and. Uh, Uh, Maybe you can... uh, uh, This is what we do. This is the school that we have built for orphans. And this is the Bible training center that we are building right now. Uh, This is the crusade that we have conducted uh, this year and 1,400 people came to know the Lord just one day. This is the, our leaders. Uh, that we had been training them for two years and they have graduated this year. Uh, this is the, the students, the orphans in our school. We distribute Bibles. We have distributed 230,000 Bibles in the last 20 years. Uh, We also install solar panels in the country churches who had never had a single light bulb in their life. And uh, this is a widow's business. We uh, empower and uh, train widows to be sustainable. And this is a medical team that we have this uh, summer, we also do some medical work. And we distribute uh, food for um, HIV victim widows. And this is our leadership uh, conference. Yeah, this is our discipleship training. This is, uh, you can see the altar call. I mean, how many people come to know the Lord in just uh, one Sunday service. Uh, We also uh, put some, uh, did some uh, water wells in the villages to bless communities and bring clean water and, uh, you know, the living water and the uh, the clean water to the villages. Uh, So we, uh, we do so much, but... You know the need is so huge, and um, I mean, um, uh, we organize teams. Uh, we organized six teams uh, uh, during summer, uh, and they have the, uh, done so much. Uh, and I'm inviting, uh, actually, Hill, uh, Hill Church, uh, Hill City Church, to to be part of our mission, to br- to pray for our mission. God is just blessing what we do. You can imagine, I mean, we have 20 million, 22 million Christians in, in Ethiopia, in South Sudan, and um, uh, some, some part of Uganda, but um, Ethiopia especially is a critical nation at the center of, um, uh, surrounded by Muslims, Muslim nations, and uh, we have a great mandate to reach out. The North African uh, Muslim nations and the, the I mean, south, uh, the East, the Middle East. I mean, every nation is expecting Ethiopia to, to go and reach. So we, we want you to pray for us. And there is a prayer, a prayer um, video that I want to show you. And I want I mean, the leaders to pray for us.
2: Father and our God, we want to thank you for your goodness, for your love and for your mercy. We want to thank you also for our Lord Jesus Christ, for the love of the cross. We just want to lift up our country Ethiopia into your presence. We want to thank you for the current situation in Ethiopia. We want to thank you, Father, for the sustained and remarkable growth of evangelical numbers. We want to thank you also for the unity among believers, for the Bible is increasingly distributed and read in the entire country. We want to thank you also, Father, for the freedom to worship and to gather. And Father, we pray also for the different challenges in our country. We pray for the peace of the country with the challenge of hostilities with the neighbour countries of Eritrea and Somalia. We pray also for the corruption that has increased with the economic growth as the resources are accumulating in the hands of a few. We pray also for the better harvest wise economic governance and outside assistance rightly applied. We pray also for the Ethiopian Orthodox Church and during the time of immense challenge for its unique culture, theology and tradition. We pray also for a deep work of the Holy Spirit, the revitalization of this ancient church, its biblical heritage and its spiritual legacy. We pray for revival to be sustained and for division and carnality to be avoided. We pray also for the effective means of generating income to support the kingdom workers. We pray for the unity and cooperation among denominations. We pray against the dividing influence of the enemy and the human pride. We pray also for the mission vision which entails churches in all the regions of the country and even sending to the Horn of Africa, Middle East, and Asia. We just want to lift up our country, Ethiopia, into your presence.
0: Let's give our speaker uh, just a hand. Yeah. God's doing some serious things around the world, and uh, I want us to be a part of it, and that's part of our giving, and that we want to participate in. And uh, more than more than anything, there was so much you could have talked about. All his programs are not just funded by Americans, but they're sustainable. They're sustainable. So he has a widows and orphans who who, uh, at their schools that he has started. There's so much things I could talk about. I'm I'm not going to. There's sustainable missions that schools are bringing on wonderful teachers that are all uh, that are then bringing on students. Then they're paying for the orphans to go to school. They, They have a plan. And I want us to be a partake and be a part of this. And, and so that is our goal, and that's what you're giving to as well in, in what we're doing in these, uh, in these envelopes. We want to take our missions up a level as Hill City Church, and we want to be a part of an individual's vision and what God's doing, how he connected us together. And so be in prayer and, and look back there in what, you, what God wants to lead you to do. But we're going uh, to close in prayer, and I just want to, and more than anything, let's, let's just bow our heads for a moment. If you're in this room and you need to get right with Christ and and you maybe have never heard, you've never set foot in this place before, but you feel God leading your heart to give your life to him saying, Jesus, I know that I am broken and I need you right now. I need you right now. And if that's you, just raise your hands. I just want to pray with you. If you're in this room and you need Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, Heavenly Father, thank you. I pray for every hand that went up, Lord God, that Lord, you are saving souls, that you are bringing people close to you, that you are drawing them into your presence and into your love, Lord God. At every message, Lord God, we will never leave without the just explaining and speaking your gospel of the freedom and the strength that is found in Jesus, and the commitment that we make to take the next step to know you, Lord God. I pray for everyone here, Lord God, as raise their hands that, Lord God, that you would connect them, Lord God, even at the Welcome Center to take next steps, Lord God, to know you, that they would come back next week, that they would fill out a card to take a next step to know you, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you for our missionary Eliu, our pastor Eliu today, Lord God. I pray for his ministry into Ethiopia. To the new churches in Sudan, I pray more than 100 churches are planted in Sudan in 2019, Lord God, and in Uganda, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we will participate in bringing light to Africa as you are bringing light into the United States and in Colorado. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said? Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. And if you need prayer, we're always up here for you guys. But please take a a moment in prayer and take an envelope and participate in what God is doing in, in our church and in our city and around the world. God bless you guys.